While the Pelicans certainly have big decisions this offseason in the draft and free agency, they also have a big decision with a player under contract. No, it's not Zion Williamson, it's Jackson Hayes. Let's break it all down in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team in New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday. This is a big episode because I think Jackson Hayes is a really intriguing story, part, piece for the Pelicans going into this offseason, going into next season too. Do they keep him? Do they trade him? So on and so forth. It's actually a domino that needs to fall for this team to a certain degree. So we're going to kind of break it down from a number of angles and I'll kind of lay it all out why we're even talking about him in the first place in the first segment of today's show. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Monday through Friday, breaking down the biggest stories around this team. We're still here. We've been here five days a week while others are taking a break. Locked On Pelicans is rolling right along helping you get in touch with this team. And it was a fun end of the season. It's going to be a fun off season. It's going to be a fun start to the year. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast, tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. If you really want to help the show in a super easy way, leave a comment down below on YouTube. Just literally say like, hi, Jake. Yes, I agree with you. No, I don't agree with you. That like two seconds it takes, that does a bigger thing than you realize. So let's dive into this topic because this is a really intriguing one. I, I always plan out my shows, right? I usually write the cold open that you see before the intro music comes in. Then I kind of outline segment one, segment two, and segment three. And so I, I kind of keep track of where I want to go and put the work in on the front end of the show. Sometimes it's like a sentence, right? Sometimes it's like, talk about why the offense was bad. Talk about why this was going on, whatever. I have written like a basically a whole article here to kind of dive into when it comes to Jackson Hayes. That's how interesting of a story and like kind of subplot to the season. I think he really is. So first and foremost, right? This has nothing to do with his legal issues. I don't even really know where those stand. I don't really care. It doesn't seem like it's impacting anything on the court. So I'm not going to pass judgment or do anything when it comes to that. This is purely just him on the basketball court. So the Pelicans are in a weird spot with him, right? There feels like there needs to be a decision made. And there's a couple of things to kind of keep in mind about why there needs to be a decision made with stuff we've talked about the past couple of days and in last week as well. One, right? Roster spots are at a premium right now. There's one open spot that will likely go to the Pelicans' first round pick. Two, with that Zion extension looming and extensions for Larry Nance Jr. and CJ McCollum on the horizon as well, This team is going to be expensive in the next two years. Really expensive, right? So while we've seen Jackson Hayes develop some, does his play in the postseason worry you enough that he isn't worth this team paying the luxury tax for? Or that he, in theory, is preventing this team from using the full mid-level exception this offseason? He's also extension eligible, right? So you do have a bit of a ticking clock. You can give him an extension this season, and I don't see them doing anything with that right now, unless it's a massive low ball that he likely wouldn't take. 
So it leads us to kind of this fork in the road, right? One path is Jackson Hayes, the player. His development, is he on this team for the future, right? Do you see him blossoming into the type of player that made him the eighth overall pick, a pick that I really liked at the time? And I'm still actually pretty high on him. And then there's another path, right? And that's kind of everything else, team building, roster, salary, fit, those type of things, right? And I'll tell you this, in the third segment of today's show, the it will guide, we'll get into it more there. The first three months of the season for him are absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. The first like three months of next year, almost no other part of that matters. Because he could still develop into a good player. But you also need to kind of look at the past with this team. And Lonzo Ball looms a little bit large here. And again, we'll talk about that more in the third segment of today's episode of Locked on Pelicans because, well, that's kind of there. You know, this team, again, is going to be expensive. Are you comfortable paying Jackson Hayes $15 million, $12 million on a three- or a four-year deal given what he has shown you thus far? I mean, there's flashes of brilliance there. You know what? Let's dive into it in the next segment here. Let's get into Jackson Hayes kind of as the player and what we've seen from him and talk about that side of kind of the fork in the road that we have right here. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Athletic Greens AG1. Athletic Greens AG1. It's called AG1. That's the powder. That's the stuff. It's something I've started using every day. I actually really dig this stuff. I've been feeling better taking it. And look, I've been trying to be healthier this, this year. I've been working out every day pretty much. I've been eating much cleaner, much healthier. But I don't have time because I'm, you know, I have a full-time job I do this I have another side gig that I do too I like to stay busy I don't have time to take a big complicated pill and vitamin and supplement routine I need it to be easy for me or I'm not going to do it and that's what AG1 does I wanted to have better gut health more energy and optimized immune system and they make it super simple to do it so what is this stuff with a delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, basically all of the things that I want and that are going to make me a healthier, kind of just more optimized, better person here with everything. And it's super easy. I do this in the morning after I drink my morning coffee. It's one scoop of AG1 in a, in a bottle of water that I shake up and then I drink it. And you know what? It actually tastes good. It's like got a, like a mild tropical taste to it. So I'm not like holding my nose, trying to just kind of chug this thing down. It's become part of my routine that I look forward to every single day. And Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science. And they constantly iterate the formula with third-party testing to make sure that you're getting the best stuff for you. And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water per day. That's it. It's really that easy. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all. No paywall or anything like that. While others are taking the offseason off, we're not. There's big things you want to hear about. We're taking the topics you want to hear, having them in the show, covering the biggest stories, getting you excited for the season. We did a little bit of draft talk yesterday. We're going to get into some more draft talk probably the rest of the week as well because we really start to ramp up and look. The lottery is coming on Tuesday. That could be a really big day for New Orleans or with a 0.4% chance, huge heartbreak too. So it's going to be a lot of fun talking draft, looking at big boards, doing mock drafts, things like that. We're going to get you all involved as well for people who want to participate. We can do kind of a big community mock draft, which I think would be a lot of fun as well. Well, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and tell a friend about the show. And now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. You want draft talk, these guys do it for a living. Host Raphael Barlow is taking over for Chad Ford. Chad Ford was the GOAT, and he basically handpicked Raphael to be kind of the next one of him. That's awesome. And he's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. He's got NBA mock draft news, draft news, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And on today's episode here, we are talking about Jackson Hayes. So let's let's dive into him as a player, right? I was actually very high when they drafted him eighth in that draft. I think he's a really good fit next to Zion. He is not a court spacer, but he is a vertical court spacer in a way that Jonas Valanciunas isn't, right? You have to keep a body on him when he's in the dunker spot because he, which is, you know, immediately to the left or the right of the basket, right? Where you just go up and kind of dunk it in when you get the ball there, hence why it's called that. He's a vertical lob threat. He's a vertical spacing threat. You throw a ball up, that dude can go and get it. Valanciunas doesn't quite do that, right? You need to get him the ball kind of down low, let him go up with it. He's not an alley-oop guy. Jackson Hayes? Jackson, Jackson Hayes is. That's a, There's a vertical spacing threat to that. It keeps the defender locked on him. You sag off to go double team. Zion just needs to kind of loft the ball up, get it out of his hands towards Jackson Hayes, and Jackson's going to finish that. That's a big big weapon to have, right? And we just haven't been able to see it as much as we liked. He surged at the end of last season, and then that form didn't carry over. I know a lot of people were speaking glowingly about him in Nashville, but what I got from their time in Nashville, everyone there other than Zion, was he actually wasn't that great. And you saw that to start the year. There was nothing that looked particularly good. He got sent down to the G League, which was a very low point from him. And then he kind of repeated what happened last season. He came back, worked really hard, got into the starting lineup. And we'll touch on that in a second, too, as a four, not a five. And then played, I don't know if I want to, they were quality minutes. They weren't amazing minutes. I don't necessarily think they were all good. And he, you know, got token minutes in the playoffs. So I don't think changing it, taking him out of the starting lineup was the right idea. You know, and it shows there's some limits to his game right now. Kind of as simple as that. But when you look at his time in the league so far and all like dripping in potential and physical talents and tools, right? You know, he's had no stability. He's had three coaches as well, similar to Zion, right? No one like playing under Stan Van Gundy. You know, finally, Willie Green found a use for him at the four and that seemed to work. And that starting lineup was good and that helped propel the Pelicans into the playing tournament where they won and then get into the postseason overall, Right. But he doesn't rebound particularly well. I do think he's a better defender than we've given him credit for. And you actually saw moments of good one-on-one defense in the postseason, especially on Chris Paul and Devin Booker, when he had moments where he locked them up. He moves 
better for a big man than most others do, partially because he's so lanky and doesn't have a ton of weight on him. And he recovers well, right? Some of those blocks he has are his like go-go gadget arms, right? Mr. Fantastic arms, where he's blocking shots after guys kind of got by him. And it lets him recover a little bit well. He's not the most instinctual player. He's not great at kind of playing off-ball defense, falls asleep at times. And they don't use him at times great on offense either at the four. But you still see how raw he is. And with some stability, how good could he be? With like a, an offseason working with Willie Green, right? How good can he be? But here's the thing to keep in mind with that. I agree with a lot of that. But these are the same assistant coaches for the most part as years past, right? Teresa Witherspoon's been here. The front office has been stable. They are giving these players, you know, things to work on this offseason. It's not so much the coaches doing that as much as the front office doing some of that stuff. So he's had a lot of that. And he still comes out starts this season not good and was stuck on the bench from that. So he's been given time to develop. He knows what he needs to work on. And look, the three-point shot has been developing. There's things he's been doing well. He's a good rim runner going getting downhill, but doesn't set the most effective screens. You know, so, but with some stability. And look, last offseason for him, I wouldn't call it the most stable given everything that happened, right? You know, how good could he be? And I think the ceiling there is still pretty high. The problem is time's running out a little bit with that. Time is running out. And we'll get into why that's a big deal in the next segment here, right? And then you kind of look at fit and the position, right? If Zion's healthy, he takes Jax's spot in the starting lineup. And then where and how does Jax play? With Valanchunas still here, are you going to see him back at the five? Is he your sixth man coming in? Does he replace Zion? or 7th or 8th, depending on when you take Zion out and pair him next to Valanciunas, but I don't think you can do that because JV is usually one of the first subs out sometimes. So it it puts him in a weird spot of like, okay, we're going to develop him, we're going to bring him along, and then it's like, where, where does he fit? Where does he fit into this rotation? And it's early, we don't need to kind of, you know, determine any of that right now, but there's a little bit of an open question when it comes to some of that stuff, I think. And that's... When you look at it, when they when I say they need to make a decision, well, that kind of adds to the confusion on if, if you don't have an answer to that, maybe there isn't like, you know, a great spot or anything like that for him. So I think that can be a problem as well and why, well, we're still trying to kind of figure some things out when it comes to Jackson Hayes. So all of that said, these big open questions, right? Do you trade him? I'm not so sure. Let's get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I said, I'm trying to be much healthier. Built Bar is a big part of that. I eat one of these things basically every single day for lunch. I look forward to it because Built Bars are delicious and Built puts taste first when it comes to making these protein bars in their Built Bars. They're healthy and they're delicious, so no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. I just got a text from them that they have a birthday cake flavor with sprinkles in it. I've tried that one before in like a sampler box. I'm absolutely ordering another one of those because they are so good 
and they're healthy for you. You won't believe it. Uh, I'm going to do it actually like right after I do this podcast um, and order those. And all Built Bars and Built Bar Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. So that means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And you want to try the puffs. They're really good. We're going crazy for puffs here. They come in crazy flavors like churro, banana cream pie. Who doesn't want a protein bar to taste like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. So if that's not enough flavor for you, you might want to try a mix box. The mix box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. And Built Bar makes sure there's something for everyone. I love the mint brownie, the double chocolate. I will be ordering the birthday cake flavor as well. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which these taste better than. Replace those snacky things you have with a Built Bar. You're going to feel good that you're eating healthier while still kind of satisfying some of those sugary cravings that you get. So go to built.com to get all of your favorites. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're still here. It's the off season, breaking the team down on a daily basis. Big stories. Jackson Hayes, I think, is a big kind of key component to their off season and or the future, or maybe not. That's why we're talking about it here. I don't think this is one of those things you can look at and be like, no, this doesn't in- impact the team. It doesn't affect the team. It absolutely does. And that's why we're breaking it down here. So you want to make sure you're subscribed. Support the show by leaving a comment down below on YouTube. Or leave in a five-star review and, of course, tell a friend about Locked On Pelicans. All right. Let me get the rest of my like huge notes up here. Oh, by the way, your second listen, Locked On Saints, Ross Jackson, breaking everything down. Yeah, we got a Saints podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, five days a week, breaking down everything black and gold as they go into a kind of key year as well. So, Jackson Hayes, do you trade him? Do you trade him? Let me know in the comments below. Do you think the team should trade Jackson Hayes or not? Yes or no? Put a Y if you say, if you agree. Put a no if you disagree and you want to give him more time. Kind of as simple as that, right? So do you trade him? I'll be honest. I don't think you do it right now. Unless there's certain criteria that are met, right? Unless you need to trade him for salary purposes. Because I don't, or roster spot purposes. Or you're getting a better player back, right? I don't think his value is that high around the league. I don't think his value is a first-round pick at all. I don't think any team's going to take a flyer on him for that, There's especially with a looming big extension coming, right? You're going to give up first-round pick just to figure out if you want to pay a guy or not, and then if it turns out you don't, well, that's a bit of a waste of a first-round pick, right? You don't want to kind of do, do that. We're a little bit wishy-washy on paying him, so other teams are definitely are going to be as well. So I don't think any team has given up a first as a flyer. So there's no need to sell low on him. You only want to move him unless you're sending him and someone else out and aggregating salary. Him and let me pull up what his salary is. I just had it and I accidentally closed that window, which is smart as I'm doing the show and spinning the wheels, trying to, you know, get get back on the page, right? He's going to make 6.8 next year. So you combine him with... A guy like Devontae Graham, and you're looking at, you know, closer to $20 million that you can get back in salary. That's a that's a big time player that you could potentially get, right? That can be useful. Or maybe you're sending both those guys out close to 20 million, but only taking back, say, $15 million, and you're saving some money. So if you're doing that, getting either a better player by aggregating a couple bits of salary and throwing a pick in there, or just moving them for salary purposes, but you only do that. 
if you're moving them for salary purposes, if you have someone you know you're going to get in free agency and you need the full mid-level exception to do it, if they spend more than $6.4 million of the $10.3 mid, uh, million dollar mid-level exception, that puts them in the luxury tax and hard caps them, even though that's not the biggest deal. We talked about this on a show earlier in the week. And they're probably not going to spend that much because they just don't really have it right now. And Jackson A's isn't worth dipping into the luxury tax for. So that said, right? Well, it means if you can clear some money and you send out Jackson A's, you send out Devontae Graham, say you bring in a guard that's $15 million total, and you can spend that full mid-level exception to go get another guy you want at $10 million. Well, trading Jackson is not just trading Jackson to dump salary. It's to dump salary to free that up to sign someone else. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say there, it's not a pure salary dump. It's clearing salary to bring in the guy that you really want, the guy that could be better. I do think you would, you, I, I, I'm okay with them moving him if those are the circumstances because, well, you need to, otherwise you're selling a little bit low. Then there's also kind of the idea of clearing a roster spot too, which factors into using that mid-level exception too, because they don't have a spot for that guy right now. So they do need to do kind of a two for one trade or something along those lines. But I don't, I do think you need to make a decision about what you're going. So you don't need to make a decision right now about what you're going to do with him. You could let him develop and see if the stability helps. If he can be, you know, an ideal big man to pair next to Zion Williamson or something along those lines. So you don't need to do it right now, but I do think you need to make a decision by the trade deadline. And this is where some of the, the stuff I'm saying in the first segment and the second segment really come into play, right? You need to determine by the trade deadline if you're not gonna if you're gonna pay him or not. If you're not, if he's not a key part of the team, and if he is, you know, not an irreplaceable guy and is someone you feel comfortable rolling the dice on someone else with, you have to trade him because you cannot, and we've been building to this point, and I hate that it's kind of buried at the end of the show. Um, you could not run into another Lonzo Ball situation. They gave him up for nothing. Griff had an amazing last offseason, particularly with hindsight, right? But the one miss there still was Lonzo Ball. Overall, you should have at least gotten a first-round pick or something like that from Chicago, even if it's protected in the future for him. And you needed a guy like Sadoransky to make some of the trades work, like for, for um, Larry Nance Jr. and C.J. McCollum, they could have done it with other players. So... You can't run into a situation like that again. You need to maximize your assets, and that means maximizing Jackson Hayes. And you need to get the best value back for him when you can. That's not going to be when he's a restricted free agent trying to sign with someone else when you know you've lost him and they, and, you know, teams know you don't want to pay him because it's going to put you in the luxury tax that offseason. So the, his year hinges at the start of the season. If he comes out and plays well and looks like a real good player, one, you can either trade him for a lot at the trade deadline or keep him and feel comfortable paying him. But if he's still a question mark, if he's still an enigma at the trade deadline, you got to move him and get as much as you can for him because his value is only going to go down after that. And you don't want to run into another Lonzo Ball situation in the offseason. I'm rooting for him. I think he can fit well next to Zion Williamson. We'll see, though. I'm not entirely certain what's going to happen with him, but I hope it works out in a very positive way. It's fun highlight-level player, right? We know that. Hopefully, he puts it all together and becomes like just a very, very confident overall player because I think that would be great for New Orleans, and you still might be able to get him a little bit cheaper. So let me know in the YouTube comments down below. Trade him, yes or no. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. 
and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow. We're going to do some more mock draft stuff and things like that. It should be a lot of fun. So we're going to get into some draft talk uh, for a while, probably coming up here in the next couple of weeks on Locked On Pelicans.